Welcome to the People Performance Podcast. My name is Renee Vincelli. I am a former corporate executive in banking, former project management director, mother of three, turned consultant and coach for those who want to grow their individual, team, and organizational capability. Each week, I deliver an episode focused on my two favorite topics, people and performance. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the People Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Vincelli. I hope everybody is having a good uh, good Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday when it's released or a different day of the week, but hope everyone is doing well today. Um, what I wanted to do today, you know, we've had, I think this episode is number 19 of this show, and I have got um, a few questions that I've gotten in over the past 19 or so episodes. I'm only going to talk about a few of them today, but the thing that's really cool about any medium, whether it's a podcast or whether it is a, um, a newsletter or a blog or you know just generally phone calls or LinkedIn posts or whatever it might be, when you do something like this, you get a lot of different um, questions and you get a lot of feedback and you get a lot of engagement and interaction from people along the way about um, about what you're doing and, and really just looking for insight or looking for perspective or expertise uh, on a particular subject. And so um, I have gotten a few questions on project management and change management that I um, wanted to talk about today. So really folks just looking for someone to weigh in, looking for me to weigh in on um, some particular challenges, um, some particular um, challenges or whatever whatever way you want to think about it that are impacting their work or that are just general things on their mind as it relates to um, the work that they're doing in the project management or change management space. I've gotten questions on other areas too, uh, but these ones uh, I thought in spirit of project management and change management would be good to talk about. Um, and I think you'll find when we get into these that they're not uncommon, right? They're not uh, unique to the individuals who are experiencing them. I think there are um, consistent themes here that apply to anybody who has ever taken on a big project, a big transformation, a big change effort. And so hopefully these resonate with you all um, as we get into them. So I'm gonna talk about three specific questions and topics that have come up and give you a little bit of my thoughts, a little bit of perspective, um, my expertise, if you will, on these particular areas and um, Hopefully they resonate, and, and certainly if they don't, um, if you if you have a different opinion or a different perspective on these, reach out, let me know. And if there if this raises other questions or other things on your mind for you, um, these answers um, certainly reach out. I think we'll do this regularly. This whole notion of answering some of the questions that are that are on your mind. So where I wanted to start today, I'm going to start with a question on change management that I got um, from Sarah. And Sarah talks about in her question, really the idea that, um, you know, we've got so many tools, so many templates, and so many things that we use to manage change in her organization, um, of which she's responsible for managing change. And she's really interested in understanding what is the most important tool? What is the most important thing when it comes to managing change? And um, I thought I'd tackle this question a little bit. There are lots of tools, lots of frameworks, lots of methods and ways to think about change management. Um, some are very known and some are very common. So, you know, ProSci 
um, and their ADCAR framework. I think most that are familiar with change methodologies would understand that one. Um, there are others as well. Um, but what I would offer to Sarah and to anybody who has had this topic uh, on their mind and has been curious about change management and what makes it successful or not, uh, there's really a couple things that I'll, that I'll share. Um, and none of them involve a tool, right? So whatever tool you want to use, if you want to use, like I said, ProSize, ADCAR framework, if you want to use um, any of the other ones that are out there, uh, John Cotter has a pretty good um, strategy framework around change. Um, there's, there's a couple more that I can, can think of too. Um, but if you, whatever you use, it, it really is going to be irrelevant if you don't have the things that I'm going to, to share with you. So the first would be a really, really strong sense of empathy, right? Empathy for all of those people who are impacted by the change that you're putting on and empathy from the start, right? So I think a lot of times what happens when we think about big transformations and big change efforts is there's this sort of creation stage, this project delivery stage where we're putting together our solution and we are now at the point pretty late in the game where we're going to roll that thing out to the people that are going to be impacted. And it's at that stage often that people will go asking for input on how do we roll this thing out to all the people that are impacted. Let's just say it's an employee population within a company. And what I will tell you is you have waited too long. You have waited too long to get impact, uh, to get a perspective on the impact of that particular transformation with that, that group of people, in this case, uh, an employee population. So having empathy from the start looks like asking people who are going to be impacted to be involved from the very beginning as the project's strategy is being conceived of, right? So, um, you know, if there is something that you know is going to impact an audience and you know you're going to roll it out in six months to a year, the time to ask them about the their perspective on the strategy, on how it's going to work, on their their concerns, on the risks they see, on the benefits, the value, all of those things, as well as how to communicate it and how to prepare people for it is right at the beginning. And so I think that empathy I'm talking about and that interest in the impacts of something to people has to happen much earlier than I think it happens in a lot of organizations and with a lot of projects. And it's really a core part of the strategy, in, in my view, right? So when you're thinking about the strategy and the value of a given initiative or a given uh, set of changes or a transformation, that strategy has to include the impact to employees or clients or, or whoever it might be. So that is missing a lot of times. And I think what happens is people get very muddled down in tools and process with change management as they often do with project management more broadly and those things become the saving grace in people's minds of the work right so we we had a great tool guys you know we had this great tool we filled it all out and it's amazing but what it ends up being is more window dressing for the work than an actual authentic approach to really getting under the covers of are people bought in do they really feel they've been heard have their concerns and um, challenges with the set of work um, been addressed and do they feel emotionally mentally invested in what's going to happen and do they understand the behavior changes that are needed so i will tell you that, you know the answer to sarah's question which is a great one is it's not a tool 
it's it's much more than that and it takes very strong leadership from the start to manage change well and so that um, hopefully that resonates like I said if you if you don't you don't see it that way, um, let me know. I'd be very curious if you have a different perspective. I think there is value in all these tools that we're talking about that I'm saying are not the main thing. Um, You need them. They're important in a lot of ways, but they are not the point. And so, um, like I said, if you have a different perspective, I would be very curious to hear it and to maybe we could have a little bit of a a debate at some point, which I I would love. So that is, um, that's um, my perspective on this question that I received on change management. The next question I got is from Paul, and Paul has a question on how to turn good project managers into great project managers. And so he he talks about, you know, those that are early career PMs, how do we turn them into seasoned, battle-hardened project managers that can handle whatever the company throws at them, which... um, I don't know if I'd go that far, right? Because maybe a company is a little crazy and they throw something completely undoable at them. Um, I think that that's certainly possible, I think, with, with some of the, the ways companies are and thinking that anything can be done. Um, so maybe some PMs wouldn't be successful in that because it would be an unreasonable ask. But let's just say it is reasonable and it can be done. How do you ensure that a project manager early in their career has become prepared to, um, to execute those those really big projects and go from a good project manager to a great project manager. He goes on in his question to me, this email that I received, to talk about an example of um, someone he worked with early in his career. She was early in her career, this project management, project manager example he gives. And she was always asked to work on what I'd call sort of, you know, low degree of difficulty, medium degree of difficulty projects, but was never given the challenge of running high degree of difficulty projects. Um, You know, obviously she was interested in growing her career, but she was shy in nature. She struggled to win the confidence of other team members, particularly those that were in IT and um, was given the feedback that she needed to skin her knees some more before she could expand the range of projects that she could do. So, you know, a little bit of perspective on this one um, that I'll share. I think, uh, not unlike the, the last example, I don't think the answer here for this, this person in this example, this person that we're looking to go from good to great, is in more more technical skills in developing more competency from a project management skill set toolkit um, structure methodology perspective. Um, I think certainly my assumption based on her capability that is described and being a good project manager, she probably has all that. I think what is needed often with project managers looking looking at them going from good to great is in all the other skills, right? The human skills, building confidence, um, demonstrating an ability to deal with multiple personalities um, across different sets of people. Um, you know, uh, Paul mentions in his example that that this person is shy in nature, which, you know, all personalities can be successful in, in different roles. But, you know, is she shy to the degree that she doesn't speak up or share um, maybe challenging issues that exist on a project um, and is relying more on that technical skill set? So I think... What is needed for someone like this often is 
a manager, a mentor, a coach, something, someone to work with them on developing confidence. And it's, it's interesting because it's a theme I hear a lot from people in the project management space. Um, confidence from the perspective of owning their work and taking sort of a an elevated view of their ownership of it, right? So it's not for someone else to tell you what to do, but it is your project. And obviously you have stakeholders and others that are interested, but um, you are you are going to own that and you are going to solve the problems. You are going to get the people together that are going to solve the problems. You're going to facilitate the conversation to get to an answer when it's difficult. So it's not just the technical skills. And often when I think about a good project manager versus a great project manager, I picture someone in my head who has very strong technical skills but lacks these other skills that in business generally are required, right? So conflict resolution, communication, influence, strategy, um, storytelling. There's so many different things. And those would be the skills I would tell somebody who is a good project manager that wants to become great to focus on. Less of the technical, more of the human skills, the business skills beyond that. And so we've talked about some of that on this show in the past. I recall uh, when we had Lee Lambert on the show, we got into a little bit of this. And I believe on um, a couple other episodes, I talked about some of these things too. But I, I really feel very strongly that it's not more technical skills. And so um, hopefully that resonates as you think about if, you're, if you are a project manager, how can I get better and what can I do to improve my, improve my skills? The last question I got, um, I've actually gotten this from a couple different places. And this one um, came from a client of mine but also um, was alluded to in an email that I received from, from someone else around resources and how do you effectively manage resources on a big project in your organization when there's ambiguity and uncertainty about what's required from resources, right? So let's just make it up and say you've got a six to nine month project or big program and you're going to need a lot of cross-functional support, a lot of cross-functional resources at different points in time. And um, you're not exactly sure how much or when um, you're going to need those resources. You're going to need these people to be involved. And when we say resources, we're talking about human resources, people, um, for this, this project. And so a couple things that I would offer in terms of advice, if this is you and if you're in this boat, um, there's, a, there's a few things. So one would be being very clear in documenting the types of of resources, the the types of people, the types of work that are going to be required to be done on this project. Even if you can't speak to when, even if you can't speak to um, the level of work involved, and so let's just make it up and say it's hours, right? Like hours per week. If you can't be that granular and that specific, you can say, I know I'm going to need my marketing department. I know I'm going to need my technology department. I'm going to need finance and I'm going to need I'm going to need finance to a higher degree that I'm going to need marketing, but I am going to need marketing. It's like beginning to differentiate level of effort um, between the different types of people that you're going to need involved. I think documenting that, writing that down, and beginning to talk about that nonstop with the people that are going to be impacted in terms of their teams um, and the, the, the people that are going to have to weigh in on those, um, those uh, allocation decisions later on, right? So... I think, like I said, even if you can't be super clear, you can begin to articulate what's needed and begin to get alignment, right? So let's just make it up and say, you know, you do need finance and you do need them quite a bit. 
you don't know exactly when, but you have a general window of, you know, it's between, you know, August and August and October. It's having a conversation with the leader of that team to say, I'm going to need somebody really good from your team between August and October at some point. What are the things I need to be thinking about between those, you know, between August and October that are going to get in the way, you know, get in the way of things potentially that are going to make this challenging from your perspective, other projects, other responsibilities, other risks that they see to that plan that you have to use somebody from their team. And so the more that you can communicate, the more you can make that clear, the more, um, the more apparent you can make it to your leaders, right, and to your executives or whoever it might be of the resource needs as well as the risks involved with the people that you need in, in terms of when and how many. So I think a lot of times what happens in organizations, we know it's going to take a lot of work. We know it's going to take a lot of people. And we just are like, well, it's just, we're just going to figure it out. And then when it comes time to actually execute and get those people involved, we have lots of bottlenecks. And everybody wonders why. Everybody's you know, like, well, how did this happen? And let's just mi- burn the midnight oil several nights in a row to get this thing done. When if with proper planning, proper vetting, proper communication, alignment, communication at the front end, some of that could have been alleviated. Because um, let's face it, if the stuff isn't planned for properly, you end up in a place where you've got um, a very, very challenging set of circumstances and risk to the project, right, to the program. And so, you know, I've always had a view, and I've mentioned this before on the on the podcast, that with project management, you can take a pay me now or pay me later sort of perspective. You will pay, right? So if you don't think about this stuff in the beginning and you want to think about it at the end, you will end up in a challenging place. And... Um, I just think it's better to be proactive and to address these things as early on as, as you possibly can and communicate like crazy to all of the people that need to be in the, where, in the, uh, in the know and aware of, uh, of the human needs that you have on your, on your project or your program. So like I said, today I wanted to share my perspective on a few of these typical project management and change management elements. And you know, there's a theme here, right? I'll, I'll tell you the theme I see. The theme is it's the human skills, it's the business skills, it's communication, it's transparency, it's alignment, it's empathy, it's um, all of those things that you can't put into a pretty Excel file, right? So I think a lot of times in these spaces, in these particular professions, people get very, very um, emotionally connected to that, that toolkit, right? And so what I'm suggesting is you need it. It's not the point. It's not the main thing. And there's so much more to learn and so much more to focus on in your work as a program manager, project manager, change manager to be successful. So hopefully this resonates with you all today. If you have um, other questions, other things you want to talk about could be in the realm of project management, change management, coaching, which I love to talk about, um, talent development, um, personal success, what, whatever it might be. If you've listened to the show, you know all the things I like to talk about. Um, certainly send me some, some questions, some additional questions or things that are on your mind. And I will, uh, in a future, future episode of the show, um, share my perspectives on, on those, uh, those questions that you have. So that's all for now, folks. Um, if you have found uh, value in the show today and if you've liked the show today and you want to leave us a review over on apple Podcasts, please do so Uh, please give a five-star rating over there Um, if you would like to do work together in this realm of people and performance um, whether it be 
consulting on project management or change management or you know, coaching for your own personal success, um, I would love to connect with you. would love to talk to you. So reach out to me at Renee at ReneeVincelli.com or on my website, ReneeVincelli.com, or you can find me over on LinkedIn. Um, so that's all for now, folks. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, remember, remember, people are the creators of performance. People are greater than performance, and people come before performance. Have a great day.